Section 9 of Mother Earth, Volume 1, Number 2, April 1906. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mother Earth, Volume 1, Number 2, April 1906, Section 9, The Modern Newspaper. Let me describe to you, very briefly, a newspaper day. Figure first, then, a hastily erected and still more hastily designed building in a dirty, paper-littered back street of London, and a number of shabbily-dressed men coming and going in this with a projectile swiftness. Within this factory, companies of printers, tensely active with nimble fingers, they were always speeding up the printers, ply their typesetting machines, and cast and arrange masses of metal in a sort of kitchen inferno, above which, in a beehive of little brightly lit rooms, dishevelled men sit and scribble. There is a throbbing of telephones, and a clicking of telegraph instruments, a rushing of messengers, a running to and fro of heated men, clutching proofs and copy. Then begins a roar of machinery, catching the infection, going faster and faster, and whizzing and banging. Engineers, who have never had time to wash since their birth, fly about with oil cans, while paper runs off its rolls with a shudder of haste. The proprietor, you must suppose, arriving explosively on a swift motor-car, leaping out before the thing is at a standstill, with letters and documents clutched in his hand, rushing in, resolute to hustle, getting wonderfully in everybody's way. At the sight of him, even the messenger-boys, who are waiting, get up and scamper to and fro. Sprinkle your vision with collisions, curses, incoherencies. You imagine all the parts of this complex, lunatic machine working hysterically towards a crescendo of haste and excitement as the night wears on. At last, the only things that seem to travel slowly in those tearing, vibrating premises are the hands of the clock. Slowly things draw on toward publication, the consummation of all those stresses. Then, in the small hours, in the now dark and deserted streets, comes a wild whirl of carts and men. The place spurts paper at every door, bales, heaps, torrents of papers that are snatched and flung about in what looks like a free fight, and off with a rush and clatter east, west, north, and south. The interest passes outwardly. The men from little rooms are going homeward. The printers disperse, yawning. The roaring presses slacken. The paper exists. Distribution follows manufacture, and we follow the bundles. Our vision becomes a vision of dispersal. You see those bundles hurling into stations, catching trains by a hair's breadth, speeding on their way, breaking up, smaller bundles of them hurled with a fierce accuracy out upon the platforms that rush by, and then everywhere a division of these smaller bundles into still smaller bundles, into dispersing parcels, into separate papers. The dawn happens unnoticed, amidst a great running and shouting of boys, a shoving through letter-slots, openings of windows, spreading out upon bookstalls. For the space of a few hours you must figure the whole country dotted white with rustling papers, placards everywhere vociferate the hurried lie for the day, men and women in trains, men and women eating and reading, men by sturdy fenders, people sitting up in bed, mothers and sons and daughters waiting for father to finish. A million scattered people are reading, reading headlong, or feverishly ready to read. It is just as if some vehement jet had sprayed that white foam of papers over the surface of the land. Nonsense! The whole affair is a noisy paroxysm of nonsense, unreasonable excitement, witless mischief, and a waste of strength, signifying nothing. 
from H. G. Wells in the Days of the Comet. End of section nine. Recording by Stephen Harvey.